Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Gipper, sports graphics made incredibly simple. Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. And Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Today, our guest is Ann Stewart. Ann is a certified athletic administrator, and she's the athletic director at Los Alamos High School in Los Alamos, New Mexico. Ann, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. We've been looking to get you on for a while. Uh, Well, as you know, um, it's a busy time for ADs. Uh, To our listeners, we're actually recording this on December 7th on the eve of our national conference. So uh, it's going to be pretty timely. Um, And as you know, uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to college and maybe how a love of sports uh, led to this position in athletics. Sure. Um, So I actually, I'm the AD in Los Alamos, as Jake said, and I actually was born and raised in Los Alamos here in Northern New Mexico. So we're um, up in the mountains a little bit. We get, get all four seasons here. Um, I did uh, graduate from here and left. uh, I went to Creighton university to college and played a year of soccer before I got uh, hurt but um ended up uh after that um I was a cop for a few years and then I just had started doing some coaching a little bit here and there and I decided that was really what I wanted to do so um the coaching kind of led me into education and I got my teaching certification and um you know kind of the rest is history that was I've been doing this for about 24 years and you know seven this is my seven here as the AD here in Los Alamos. So um, it took a, you know, took me a little while to get back home, but uh, kind of moved around the state a little bit and um, worked at a couple of different schools all over the state. So um, it's amazing how different districts can be from uh, one to the other, even within the same state. So learned a lot and uh, glad to be where I am. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, the brief little history there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's always uh, so interesting to hear those backgrounds. I knew you'd been an AD for a while. I wasn't aware of your uh, career in law enforcement. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for your service, of course. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you know, talk about maybe that transition from uh, that particular career to um, working in the classroom. I'm going to guess there were some mm-hmm. carryover skills uh, uh, that you uh, experienced. 
it it actually it came in handy quite a lot. Um, probably came in handy on a, a resume here or there too, just to have that background. But um, kind of the kids they find out you were a cop, and it was just you know kind of some instant. Uh, uh, we better kind of mind our P's and Q's and, um, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it was always perfect, but uh, it did come in handy here and there. And, you know, it's always, there's always some good stories and, you know, that, that's kind of what the kids want to hear about. Well, what did you do? And, you know, what was the craziest thing you did? So, but um, kind of the discipline and going through the, the police academy and all of that kind of pulled through and, you know, carried over to, uh, to this profession, I guess. Oh, well, uh, again, thank you so much. Um, let's go and talk a little bit about that um, educational career. You mentioned you started out coaching and that kind of got mm-hmm. you into teaching, you know, not an unusual path. Um, right. But let's talk about that first year or two uh, becoming an athletic administrator. You know, what were some things that uh, maybe uh, surprised you a little bit about the job? And, and what were a couple things that, you know, you knew that, you know, hey, I, I'm good at this. I'm ready to go. Mm hmm. Um, it was kind of, I, obviously coaching and, and teaching led me into it. Um, I had some good, some good mentors that helped me along the path. And I kind of got to see, you know, had a good idea of what to expect in, in this role. Um, obviously, you know, it's never the same until you're actually in it and you, you really get, you know, thrown into the fire. But, um, I would say, you know, the, the time, that we put into this job, you know, I, I knew it was a lot. And I think that was probably one thing that was even a little bit uh, surprising is how much it really was. Um, you know, you can, you can be at this job, you know, 18 hours a day, if you, depending on what's going on and sometimes, you know, maybe there's more depending on what you got going on. So um, it definitely was a lot of time. Um, I think, uh, you know, the, the many different hats that you wear in this role. I think that was probably one of the biggest surprises and, and the fires that you put out and the, the different uh, groups that you have to manage. Um, I do athletics and activities. So um, it's definitely a busy, a busy job. Oh, w- without a doubt. Uh, you know, there's that late game, there's that early morning setup, you know, it's uh uh, I guess the good thing is it's always something different. You mentioned uh, mentors, and in our profession, you know, we we talk so much about the importance of leadership and and mentoring that next generation. So I'm always curious, who were some of your mentors? Uh, mm-hmm. Either, you know, maybe teachers or coaches growing up, or people that you've worked with or worked for. Uh, you know, whose mm-hmm. voice do you still hear in your head uh, when you're talking with your kids or your coaches? I, I definitely hear a couple of my coaches that I had when I was in school. Um, soccer coach Gail Murphy and one of my basketball coaches, Lori Scott. Um, they were definitely instrumental in my um, growing up, you know, and maturing my high school days and just becoming, you know, a leader and a role model in our amongst the teams that I was on and, you know, learning how to do things right and work hard and, um, not expect things to be given to you. Um, you got to put in the work and, um, you know, just basically do what's right. Um, do the right things and, and things will come. Um, as far as this AD path, um, I 
worked with Lawrence Johnson um, and Alan McGordo, who was big and, you know, and highly involved in NIAAA and Vicky Nelms here in Los Alamos. Um, and both of them, you know, pushed getting involved at the state level, getting involved at the national level and really kind of, you know, getting involved in classes and learning and, and always looking for new knowledge and, and um, information in this role. Um, and I think they both, they both pushed me and they both challenged me to, to jump into this and, and, you know, still help Vicki. I talk to on a regular basis. I wish I could talk to Lawrence and um, unfortunately we can't do that anymore, but uh, the, you know, it's good to have those people to, to lean on and still uh, go to for guidance. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, Vicki Nelms, you know, she and I got to know each other on mm -hmm. NIAAA certification. And then, um, you know, I had left Oregon, you know, many years before now she's in Oregon and right. uh, here this year, we've been uh, put back together. We're both helping to write uh, the new LTI 716 uh, course. And uh, you're getting involved uh, at the national level. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, I am. Um, I've been our state NIAAA um, coordinator, uh, LTC coordinator, and uh, our CAA test coordinator for the last uh, couple of years. Um, but I am just moving on to the conference planning committee here in, in January for the next four years, I think. Um, and it's, uh, I enjoy the national stuff and getting to know people everywhere and, uh, you know, making those connections and seeing how things are, are different in other areas and how much they're the same. You know, we all have the same issues and you think it's always going to be better somewhere else. And you talk to people and, you know, um, they all deal with the same issues um, everywhere. So. Well, I know uh, you're going to have a great time, uh, you know, working on the conference planning committee and, uh, you know, looking forward to see what y'all have in store for us uh, next year, 2021 uh, in Denver. Okay. Yeah, it's so, going to be interesting. Hopefully we actually get to be there. Oh, we're definitely going to be there. Okay. There's no doubt about it. Okay. <laughs> um, and you've been uh, an AD Dow for a number of years. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we try to do with this podcast is share what we call best practices. And so I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, what are a couple of things that um, you guys do at Los Alamos or, you know, even that you've seen at other schools uh, that you would consider, you know, best practices? Like, boy, we really do a great job with this. What can you share mm -hmm. with us? Um, I think we've done a better job of trying to get um, the different sports to support each other. Um, you know, I, I do have the, I do get to look back and think of what, what was it like when I was here at the school and growing up and, you know, how, how did we support each other? Our school spirit hasn't been great. And I think we've tried to build that. Um, we have a student leadership class that started a few years ago that they've done a great job of trying to build, um, that school spirit back up and promote, you know, not just athletics, but our activities as well um and i think building up the school spirit building it back up i mean we filled the stands with students back in the day and we're trying to get that going on again and we've had some good you know crowds at our 
our volleyball games or basketball games, football, where the student student uh, section is getting into it. And I think that's something that has been great to see kind of build back up a little bit. Um, I don't take credit for it by any means. There's a lot of people involved in that, but um, that's something that's exciting um, to see. And um, I think getting our coaches on board with that as well and trying to see different coaches, not just supporting their sport, but getting them out and, and participating and, and supporting all the other sports and, and our activities. You know, we try to, we want them to be at our athletic events. So we uh, try to get, get our athletes to go support the, the activities as well. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great point, you know, school spirit and, you know, having the other teams support each other. Um, you know, I'm a couple of years older than you, but, you know, I'll hear that a lot from our parents. Uh, oh, it's not like it was, you know, when we were in high school. And I, I kind of have to remind them that, you know, at least when I was in high school, we didn't have so many teams and that there were students who saw and embraced their role as fans and now many of those students are uh, student athletes on their own team and they have their own practices they have their own games sometimes on the same night as another game and so your pool of uh, potential fans is less plus there's so many more things that kids can do now for entertainment and so right um, to you know break through that you know barrier of getting you know, you're available, let's say you're available student athletes to come to your games, you know, that's, that's really a, a huge victory. So, um, you know, great job with that. Um, let's go and jump right into uh, COVID. Uh, again, to our listeners, this is, uh, you know, almost, you know, breaking news. Uh, we're recording this on December 7th, and you're hearing it uh, 48 hours later. So, and what's happening right now in New Mexico, and at your school, as far as return to school as and also return to play what's going on so for us um here in our state we have not middle school and high school have yet to return to the building it's all remote uh, our elementaries were allowed to go back in small groups um, basically they split their classes in half and elementaries were going two days a week um, and then home the other three days um, as far as athletics are concerned, um, we are only in small groups. Um, our pot, we can have four kids to every coach. Um, so we have no, no com competition going on. We did not have a fall season. Um, we've yet to have a winter season. Um, we did have a potential start date of January 4th after the winter break. Um, that's now been pushed back to February 1st. Um, so we just keep getting pushed back, pushed back. Um, we're hoping our governor will give us the green light to, to start in February. Um, but we've been pretty tightly shut down um, the whole time. I mean, in statewide, we've been in and out of closures and um, restaurants closed, businesses closed. So um, we had a huge spike in November as, you know, I think most of the country did, but uh, we, we just keep hanging on and hoping that we're gonna get to do something this year and basically get, uh, our plan is still to get every sport to compete for, um, this year for between February and the end of June. Um, normally we finish up mid-May, but we've extended our calendar through the end of June. So 
Um, we are trying to get every, every season in and every sport in, in some fashion, um, albeit, you know, many of them are condensed seasons, but we're trying to get them in and we're, you know, keeping our fingers crossed that that, that we get to, and these kids get this, this year. Oh, absolutely. I hope that, uh, uh, works out. Uh, you mentioned, you know, the governor and, uh, of, of course that, policy holds true, you know, across the country, you know, governors are making these types of decisions. Um, what's the feeling, uh, again, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. What's the feeling with um, your athletic director association with your state activities association? Obviously, you know, it's support and compliance, but you know, is there a feeling like, you know, hey, we're ready to go, you know, give us a chance to, to play? Um, you know, can you comment on that? Sure. Um, our state association and our ADs association have, you know, all along have been, just let us play. Um, our state association executive director, Sally Marcus has been communicating with the governor's office, you know, from day one, trying to say this, here's our plan. You know, we're going to, you know, get through all the guidelines. We're going to do things the way you're asking us to do them you know, this is how we're going to do it safely. And um, our fall season, we were ready to start at the beginning of October. And basically the day before the governor said, no, you're not. Um, so we, it got pushed back again, but our state association has pushed and pushed and, you know, really fought for these kids to be able to do something this year. And, um, you know, it, it's been frustrating with all of us seeing every sport, every state around us having some type of competition um, you know, and nationwide, we see some, our, uh, major, you know, UNM and New Mexico state football and basketball have gone out of state, um, to have their seasons because they have not been allowed to compete here in, in the state. And if we leave the state, we have a 14 day quarantine. Um, and you know, same thing if you have visitors come in. So it's been kind of a nightmare. Uh, as far as that's concerned, um, and trying to deal with this. So um, we've been fortunate here in, in our community. You know, we had one student athlete that, that tested positive, but we didn't have any spread. Um, so, you know, we've been doing small groups since June and, and have been pretty safe. And I think within our state, it's been the same. So we really, just as an association and state, we're just hoping we get to we get to do something because we're starting to lose kids to, to bordering states to go have their seasons. Well, again, uh, I hope that uh, works out uh, in your favor. Keep, uh, keep pushing that governor, you know, keep those mm -hmm. associations, uh, you know, hanging in there. Um, and another question we've been asking our athletic directors since we started this um, kind of revolves around the idea of uh, social issues, social awareness, uh, social justice. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my, my, my question has been, what can we as athletic administrators, uh, what are some things that we can do better uh, with our coaches, our kids, our community? You know, um, what can we do better in this area of social awareness? Mm -hmm. I think education is the, the first part, um, getting our you know, making sure our coaches know how to support our kids, what our kids can and can't do. Um, you know, I've always been a proponent of trying to get kids to be able to 
speak for themselves and have a voice. Um, we have a captain's table where, um, you know, I try to get them to be able to communicate with their coaches and not be afraid to have that conversation, you know, those hard conversations. And, you know, I hope that there's been some success with that, but I think given the, the kids the opportunity to speak up and, um, fight for what they think is right. Um, you know, within, you know, doing it the right way. Um, and, and I think, um, we've got some kids that, that see change is necessary. And, um, we've had a few gatherings where they've tried to, you know, talk about what's been going on, but I think giving them a voice, um, is just, is going to help them grow, um, as well. And, and just educating people on how to do that the right way, you know, and I think that that's us as leaders have to also know how to do that and, and how to give them that, that information. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, I just think it's so critical to, you know, let them know, I hate to use the word empower them because, you know, they, mm -hmm. they should have it, but, you know, uh, helping them realize that, you know, they do have that power. And at the same time, to do it, you know, in the right way, you know, respectfully, um, and, um, um, you know, communicate it, you know, Hey coach, you know, you know, can I talk to you sort of thing rather than just, uh, you know, blow up at the wrong time, mm -hmm. but, uh, well, that's great. Continued success with that. Um, another question I like to ask, uh, and I'm going to couch it a little bit for you. Um, I would always ask our ADs early on, you know, Hey, what's your favorite part of the job? And after about 30 or 40 interviews, uh, you know, they would always say, as they should, oh, it's the kids, love the kids. And of course, mm -hmm. it, it is about the kids. So right. acknowledging that you really love working with kids, uh, what are some other things that uh, really get you excited about coming to school each day uh, at Los Alamos? Um, hey, the, the kids, it's all about the kids. Um, the, I just like being involved and seeing kids grow and the, the, the school grow um, and, you know, find things or projects or ideas and kind of take them and run with them um, to help make the school a better place, to make our teams a better uh, place, um, you know, a safe place for them to be and grow, um, you know, make improvements to our, our facilities. And, you know, we've over the, Vicki was here before me and she had started working on a uh, field house because our football field, you had to cross the street to get to a locker room. Um, so being able to, to kind of take and run with her idea. And we've now, you know, this summer finished up our field house. So facility improvements um, and just, providing a space where kids have it safe and they want to be here and, and those kinds of things. So, you know, it is all about the kids and trying to make the whole thing just a good experience for them. Oh, and of course it is about the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, I really uh, enjoyed catching up with you. You know, we've had a chance to get to know each other a little bit uh, the last couple of years, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the new athletic director's toolbox. So I'm going to challenge you to uh, 
prepare a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Ann Stewart's athletic director toolbox? Um, I think the first thing is know how to listen. Um, and, and it kind of, it, these two may go hand in hand, listen and communicate. Um, I think, you know, we, we get somebody that comes into our office and they just start ranting and raving and, and throwing a fit and you want to jump and help and address the situation. Well, listen to them, but then go get the other side of it. Um, because it's not always this, I mean, rarely are both sides the same. Um, and sometimes you jump to conclusions and you end up, you know, getting bit in the butt. And, uh, it, so I think slow down and listen and gather information, um, before you jump to conclusions. Um, and then that goes into communication, communicate with your coaches, communicate with your athletes, other administrators, um, make sure everybody's on the same page. Um, you know, you, you, you have a coach, if, if you're not talking to your coaches, you may have somebody going off the deep end and doing something that they shouldn't be doing. And, um, I think just making sure everybody's on the same page and, uh, working from there. Um, hopefully you have, you know, your coaching staff is as much of a team as they want their own teams to be. So, um, I think those are things that we can work together. And then I think my last one is this is a, this can be a very tough position. So you got to have thick skin. Um, it's not always about you. They're not yelling at you. Um, they're yelling to you or complaining to you. Um, sometimes it's hard not to take it personally. Um, but I think you have to look at most of the time if it's parent, I mean, to me, we deal with a lot of parent issues. Um, and I think becoming a parent helped me with that and saying that, you know, if this is my kid, I'm going to fight for my kid. So um, putting yourself in their shoes and looking at it from their angle and trying to address it that way. Um, it's still not always easy. Um, it's still something I struggle with every day. Um, but I think knowing um, that it's not always, it's not always about you and just take the time to figure out what the situation is and don't take things personally. Great, great advice. Where were you when I was starting out uh, as, a, <laughs> as a young AD? Uh, no, uh, all three, you know, very important. Listen, you know, I, I remember early on parents or a coach or somebody come in my office and they're trying to tell me, you know, what their concern is. And I've already figured out six different solutions, uh, you know, before they finish talking. And uh, I love the part about communicating with coaches that's actually one of my favorite parts of the job is, you know, we've got great coaches. I just love hanging out with them. Yeah. It's all mm -hmm. about the kids. You know, we do love our kids, but uh, coming to school and, and working with our coaches is great. And uh, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate you stressing that. Well, Ann, thanks again uh, for being a guest. Uh, good luck with the seasons. Uh, you know, we'll be watching the news to see if that governor, uh, uh, you know, uh, let you guys come back to play. And uh, have a great conference. Uh, maybe I'll see you in one of the workshops. All right. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get to play. Okay. To our listeners, remember, these recordings are also being posted on the FIAAA Educational Athletic Director YouTube channel. 
And until next time, uh, we appreciate you listening. Come back for another episode of the Educational AD.